0: may the force be with you is a phrase used to wish a person well to overcome a challenge the invitation in this podcast may the life force be with you is to explore what it means to truly feel alive to appreciate the physical emotional and spiritual connection to our energy and finally to understand how this impacts who you are and all that you do may this conversation inspire you to thrive this episode of May the Life Force Be With You is brought to you by Moment Company and the Moment Pebble. The Moment Pebble is a beautiful, natural stone, light guided breathing device and is a unique gift for someone who needs that gentle reminder to stop and take a break, to take moments throughout their busy day, and to practice mindfulness. Just head over to momentcompany.co. That's momentcompany.co, and enter the code LIFEFORCE at checkout to receive an exclusive 10% podcast discount. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of May the Life Force Be With You. And Kareela and I have got big grins on our faces. We're very excited today to welcome our first divine masculine energy Ooh. to the podcast. <laughs> Marcelo. you are our first, first man on the podcast. So this is very exciting for us. Um, <laughs> just to kind of set some context and I know is gonna do an introduction in just a second, but we tried to speak a few weeks ago and Marcelo got the hiccups. And really, really badly, badly <laughs> really badly.
1: Four days.
0: Of- Four days, and we felt well. If that isn't some divine life force intervention, I don't know what is. But we have managed managed, hopefully, no hiccups today, physical yeah. or technical, yeah. <laughs> and we can we can uh, enjoy this conversation. So welcome, 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 Thank you. and Karina, over to you to, to introduce.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because Marcelo is the second Tantra person and hiccups and Tantra, <laughs> like other oh, Tantra person, had like loads and loads of technical hiccups. And I think it is a credit to how important Tantra and life force energy are, that like these big energies and resistances are coming up at the start of of when Tantra speaks through through the people that we're talking to. Um, so Mar- I'm really excited to have Marcello on the um on May the Life Force Be With You. I only met him this summer at a Tantra event and his yoga class was amazing. And then he did this amazing talk that really, really, really shifted my perspective on a load of things. And so I'm really, really excited to have uh Marcello as our first man. He, he also his story is really interesting. I really want to know how you went from ex marketing director for for luxury brands and being a lawyer <laughs> to to a tantra and yoga practitioner because that is not a pathway that I would normally think of you know like um and so yeah I'm really excited to hear ev- everything that you have to say firstly I want to know though How did you cope with four days of (laughs) hiccups?
1: A lot of uh, acceptance. Yeah. Um, I found out where does it come from, but, you know, it's... Our medicine works like that. They tell you a cause, but it's not actually the root.
3: Mm.
1: You know? So I don't know the root of this... Uh, Hiccups—it's actually a spasm of um, a muscle. It's uh, the diaphragm, and I work with the diaphragm when I when I practice yoga, and I encourage people to work on that diaphragm because the uh, health of the diaphragm determines the longevity, our longevity. A strong diaphragm allows you or us to get rid of uh, substances, toxins, that sit in the bottom of the lungs, you know. So when the diaphragm is a little bit weak, it doesn't manage to um, get rid of these toxins. So they start to accumulate, and this deteriorates the whole system. Wow. Actually, that's why Christ...
2: I always think of the diaphragm because of where it's positioned in terms of the solar plexus. Uh Uh-huh. I always think of it as, like, the muscle of power, you know? Like, because it's so connected to to our breath and everything like that. Yes. Um, And what actually happens with the diaphragm when you have (laughs) hiccups?
1: Like, what's it doing? Something is stimulating, like pinching it or... um, uh affecting it some way that it has this reaction, which is, um, a spasm. And I had like 10 of them in a row Like I couldn't inhale. It was like very, um, um, emotionally it was challenging. And I think it has a lot to do with control Mm -hmm. because I don't think it's a coincidence. I work. And I give a certain attention to the diaphragm and and breathing a lot of attention to breathing and breathing with the diaphragm is, is one of the keys, know, of balancing the nervous system. And I spent four days with a spasm on that specific muscle and I couldn't control it. So I thought I had control of it over it because, you know, I work with it, but (laughs) I mean, no, (laughs) no.
2: I mean, that must have left you feeling, because hiccups are like, they're funny, but they're quite violent, you know, like they're quite, they're quite intense, actually. And like, I can't imagine that was having them, like having them and not being able to stop them for four days.
1: That, that, that was actually torture. It's like the drop, you know, the drop that falls mm. on your head. And after a certain time, it gets something very challenging and violent, like you say. Not one repetition, but the um, addition of all the repetition becomes terrible. And this was the same. And it wow. became it, it became a torture, but it was actually me. It was my body. It was, it was my diaphragm, which I thought I have control over it. That was doing that to me. So very interesting.
2: And have you tuned into the the so so? What's the medical cause?
1: Uh, no idea. Nobody right. knows.
2: Have you tuned into the like deeper cause?
1: I'm going to look for that. I'm going to look for that because yesterday, as I told you, I started with a new cycle and <laughs> I was like, no way, I'm not going to run to them. Saying, we need to postpone again this coffee because I really want to, you know, enjoy and, and, and share. So I just slept over it and I was accepting, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to go through this conversation with hiccups. If that shows up, it shows up. And, you know, my eyebrow (laughs) lifts (laughs) each time because I have, like, a very facial (laughs) um, reaction. And it's not here. So thank you. I thank you.
2: How how beautiful is that, though, that, like, Mm -hmm. this thing that, like, had complete control over you last time and when you, like, just integrated it, accepted it, surrendered to it, then it's no. like the acceptance brought your power back over it, you know, or, or brought you back into your power oh. and and mastery of your own diaphragm. That's amazing. I do know somebody. My mum knew somebody that had hiccups for a year. Oh. Don't do that, Marcelo's
0: universe, Carilla. <laughs> <laughs> <You are. laughs> hey i didn't hear what you said i don't put that into his universe yeah. <laughs> no
2: no but what i meant was like for me wow. like it is amazing that like to me hiccups are like a thing you have for a few minutes and then you sort them out and you know and it's like to think of these like long-term hiccups i mean he was obviously hospitalized because spasming for a year is, is a really and huh. um, serious thing but
1: yeah. if, it, if it happens it happens you know because it, it it happened to me like a few years ago and and i couldn't accept it and it ended up finishing with um 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 pharmaceutical um relax something to relax my whole um muscular structure so i couldn't i couldn't walk Basically,
3: yeah.
1: for a bit, because yeah, the, this, the very strong uh, substances to relax the uh, the muscles, and I thought I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take that. I, I prefer to see what happens if you know this goes forward and what is the process. What is what are my reactions? And I went from non acceptance from rejection of of um. You know, it's almost humiliating that you cannot, I, I, I couldn't talk to people to a space of, okay, this is it. There is pain because you've, I, I was feeling pain at a certain point because the muscles are very tired. So you get the spasm with the muscle uh, tired and it gets like a, 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 an electric um, discharge. But it was at the end, it was like, okay, that's it. It's just just a, a physical um sensation.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm making this become an emotion
1: without consciousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I started to 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 feel I was breaking, not breaking, but aware of the link in between the sensation and the feeling. You know the stimulation and the emotion that is triggered by that sensation, which is something objective. We can feel pain without suffering, right?
2: I mean, that's part of the talk that made me want to talk to you on my May the Life Force Be With You, because you were talking about, like, w- suffering and, and the nerves. Yeah, and, you know, I feel like what you've just described in a really beautiful way is... is this part of your work that, that and, and and how you're living your life that is about mo- about living in a state of being rather than doership. Yeah. Would you say it's doership that causes the suffering? It's like trying to to get back in control of your diaphragm. Is is that doership for anybody listening? Is
1: would you agree? Totally, totally. And I I, I think this is this is a loop, you know? I find myself very often in is to try to um get to the other side of suffering through doing
3: mm-hmm.
1: so trying to alter or modify manipulate my current situation through doing, and it doesn't work we can we cannot we cannot become. And the body is, is, is teaching me this, you know. We cannot become anything through doing.
2: Wow, that is a big statement to me. It sure is. It sure
0: is. Because <laughs> sure because there are schools of thought that might say that that it's all very well thinking and being, but without action, there is no outcome or momentum or movement. So how do you balance those two things of that doing creates momentum, it creates a new reality. And then just being is is a passive thing, which can allow things to happen to you. But I guess that could also be good and bad things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How, 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 do you, how do you, when you make that statement about nothing happens when you're doing, or nothing changes when you're doing?
1: Um, do you I mean, we, we, we cannot change our essence through doing. Um. And if we try to do, we're gonna suffer because whatever we manifest through doing are things that end.
3: Wow. Okay. So you're saying that
0: the are so we cannot change our essence mm-hmm. by doing. Yeah. Because that is that, that 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 is unchangeable. That that we we're, we're, that is you know what we have as our core, regardless of our experience in life. It, it, is that kind of what what you mean by that?
1: I, I, our, our essence changes through consciousness,
0: through awareness. Yeah. Uh. So I, so we're kind of upgrading. I mean, I'm feeling this deeply, what you're saying. I'm letting it all sink in and I really feel it. I'm <laughs> you were to... literally just talking about it as
2: we came. You were like, oh, you kind of came in flat because you've done a load of doing that
0: that dead-ended, hey? So, like, it's really speaking to you right now. Thank you for highlighting that, Carilla. Yes, okay. it's, <laughs> that's not actually where I was going, but I just spent the whole day, this whole week doing and getting nowhere. So I feel like I've been on a little bit of a hamster wheel, I guess, but it's started to knock my confidence that there's no action or outcome to all my doing. (laughs) And I can feel it actually in the pit of my stomach while we're talking. It feels like i have a little bit defeated, a little bit deflated, and I haven't changed as a person since Monday. (laughs) But I guess my perception of my value and my worth in relation to my output and effort, there's an imbalance. And so that's it, how I'm kind of feeling.
2: Here's like a little life force theory about it, yeah? Okay. Which I've experienced because I have been in those dead-end things where I've done and done and done. And, you know, if you're going through winter, you're going through winter. And my response in a winter is to rev. <laughs> my response is, you know, I always, like, think of the doing, especially when you're like, doing to try and push through or create a change is it's a bit like when you um are stuck in the mud when you're driving and you're stuck in the mud and i'm a terrible driver i've been stuck in the mud and you're you're like revving the engine and just using up all of your petrol not going anywhere because you're stuck in the mud and you're revving your engine and you're revving your engine and i feel like if you do that with your own life force energy which is what I do when I'm stuck in the mud in a situation, is it's like that's when your self-worth and your value starts to decrease because your life force energy is part of your self-worth and your value, you know? Like it's the energy source of those things. So like as you rev the engine, it it like leaks it out. And so then your, your confidence drops, your charisma drops, your, you know, all of those things drop. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, 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 I totally agree with that. Um, they say that tantrics don't try to understand life,
3: mm. but um, simply
1: focus on feeling life. And feeling is a state of receiving, is a state of being. Through feeling, I can raise my my vibration, my uh, level of consciousness. And therefore, what I will do from there is different. I change what I do through um, consciousness and elevating my uh, self-knowledge of my essence. But it's, it's not an intellectual process. It's about allowing, feeling. And there is a little bit of doing, which is a sparkle, which is keeping the focus, keeping believing this. That is a little bit of doing. Yeah. But it's very subtle and is not the root and, 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 and um, um, what fits this uh, whole process.
0: Well, you say it's subtle, but I would argue that that, that allowing, accepting, receiving, um it's probably the hardest part. I think that's the bit I I, I can do all the other layers, but I haven't <laughs> I haven't upgraded to level, you know, 10 yet, where it's just that final little bit of thinking, well, I can just be okay with where it is today. There's that little I guess still corporate brain in me, logical brain that says, but if you just did half an hour more at the laptop, what would the outcome be? When actually I've often found when I put the laptop down and do something completely different, the magic happens mm-hmm. <laughs> behind the scenes. So it's just because I know a lot of people listening won't, won't have, know what Tantra is, Um, might not be as far along the spiritual scale um, that we might be talking about, but it's that very practical element, I guess, of those burnout lines and where true value, it doesn't really make a difference, that one more email. Now, if you go to the Tony Robbins end of the self-help spectrum, he'll say, yeah, and you should be up all night sending 10 more because without doing, you get nothing. You know, it's that really hard message for people to receive, particularly you know, if you own your own business, where if you're not doing, there's nobody else doing it for you, and that allowing, when it's your business, it's your livelihood, it might be your passion project. It's a really fine balance of how to to feel that um, and to quiet the logic brain and just go, what feels right today.
2: I agree with you, Fiona. Like I understand the theory absolutely (laughs) but like i find my i find it really hard to live you know i find it really hard not to like do that extra email like you say fiona or like do that like or the guilt behind not doing it yeah like we're so taught to push
1: yes um there is one 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 uh concept which is measuring Hmm. Our uh, Western culture is all centered and um, working around this measuring. And very often we hear about Maya. Maya in in, uh, the traditional Tantra uh, is very often translated as the illusion. We live in an illusion. But other Tantrics who speak Sanskrit uh, translate Maya as the measurable. So, whatever is measurable is what keeps us away from the divine. Wow. That creates a distance with the divine, which is absolute. Therefore, by definition, it's not measurable. So, um, the thing is, to survive, we need to measure. To survive, we need ego. To survive, we need separation. Separation means measuring.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And our whole system is addicted to dopamine, which is about measuring. Well,
3: uh,
2: dopamine is about measuring.
1: Uh, dopamine about measuring, yes. Dop- dopamine. dopamine is a substance that um, allowed a human uh, species to structure itself the human species to, to, to um, organize itself, is what, it's, it's what makes you go to the supermarket when you're not hungry.
2: <laughs>
1: okay? This is dopamine. It has but other effects. Dopamine,
2: dopamine, explain that about going to the supermarket when you're not hungry.
1: Um, you're going I, for
2: dopamine here.
1: I, I give you an example. Imagine yourself in front of a list of things to do. When you cross one thing, done two things done, eight things done, nine things done, you get a rush.
2: Ah, yes, I know that rush very well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's dopamine, okay? So you're measuring, you're structuring, you're giving um, an organized um, context to your life. And this is dopamine yeah you get the rush when you get a message on your phone that you're waiting for that's dopamine. you get the rush when you put you're in the casino and or the casino i don't in Italian it's a, a casino mm-hmm. and you put all your money in one number and that number is the winner that's dopamine it's a number wow yeah um it has other other effects but one, one of the main ones is, is, is this uh, organization structuring. Structure means separation. We cannot structure things that are, cannot be separated. Okay? Structuring is about ego. The system is about uh, being. Mm. Okay? Is, there's not much separation in the system. There is more fluidity within the different... Actors, subjects, objects that are within a system. In the structure, it's, there is separation. If you remove one element, you need to put back another element to replace. Otherwise, it's not going to work. The system, you remove one element and by itself, it will keep working. And organically, it will be replaced. Our body is more a system than a structure. But the skeleton is a structure. Mm-hmm. So everybody has both of these.
3: Wow. Yeah. I understand that.
2: Now. So, 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 and I would say for me, whenever I'm in the like rev the engine place of my own life force energy, wherever I'm in a stuck in the mud, I'm feeling low because things aren't going my way or like it's not working out. And then... As you're speaking, I'm like, so then I'm like going for the dopamine hits because I'm trying to make myself feel better by doing more, by trying to like push it, you know, like it's the dopamine or the feeling of the dopamine which feels nice that I'm subconsciously trying to make myself feel better by revving my engine.
1: And it's super addictive.
2: Mm.
1: We are in a dopamine-based system, dopamine-based society. It's very addictive and the whole culture western culture is is like that it's a masculine culture
2: it's funny you said masculine because when we were talking earlier one of the things i was thinking about about action when fiona was saying like a little bit of action is needed i i suddenly like was getting this vision of how a baby is created And like, to me, the masculine... That's
0: where your mind went when I (laughs) got... (laughs) Yeah. So so to
2: me, I was thinking about the fact that like the masculine element in a baby being created is like the igniting, like the sperm is the like moment of action um, or the igniting. My guides often talk about the masculine energy being the igniting energy, which is the action energy. But like that in percentage to what the feminine then does <laughs> for the baby to be created is like a, like the action percent in terms of the creation of human life is very, it's like one percent, like probably less than one percent. And then the rest is like the allowance and the, the space that is held, you know, and the' like organic so do you see what i mean like there is that moment of action that if that igniting doesn't happen then the womb is not going like then the baby isn't going to be born
0: in the same way ideas aren't born exactly like if
2: you do not if you go complete in and you do no action and you wait for it to happen then you've got an empty womb but like how far yeah, yeah yeah like there's no there's no there's no igniting but then how how far is western culture out of if if that's the ratio then how far out are we <laughs> you know like, we should be sending one email a month <laughs> but it should be the email like the aligned email
1: that's so good what a trip (laughs) yes we are unbalanced if we would balance more we would manifest much much more and realize that uh, lack is
3: an illusion the earth is
1: giving us everything that we need still But is giving us today and has given to us everything that we need. And we are always struggling with the illusion of lack. And we suffer. This is the igniting point of a lot of mental processes that create suffering and trigger suffering. And that balance you're talking, I mean, we give so much importance to one thing when actually there is a abundance. The universe is abundance, earth is abundance, and we're not aware of this.
0: And and in some instances we we take it for granted as well. Yeah. Because I, I guess that there is a a sense of scarcity in some environments and in some places that um creates a different type of engagement with the land it's forcing people off the land we've we've kind of over we've taken too much we talk about extraction quite a lot don't we Karila where we've taken too much and 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 you know how, how do we give back and and it's give back to ourselves is usually a place that we start when we talk about extraction and tiredness and taking away your life force energy it's because you've either it's been extracted from you or you have just given it giving it all away without realizing that we also need to replenish. Um, And that um, is true that there is abundance. But when you're in that scarcity or lack of mindset, it's very difficult for some people to be able to understand that there is that abundance around them. And it doesn't always have to mean money. Mm. It can mean love. It can mean connection. It can mean friendships. It can mean peace. It can mean sleep. I'm just talking about myself right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It can mean health. It can mean lots of different things. And so I do think we sit sometimes in that lack of bubble when, as you say, we do have an amazing abundance around us. We just don't know how to connect Mm. to it sometimes because we are stuck in the dopamine Western.
1: We are addicted to Um, to this illusion of, of scarcity.
2: I mean, most of the time when I'm in lack and I'm doing that revving the engine thing, there might be a lack of money. But actually, if I zone out, what I'm actually lacking is my life force energy. And that's usually why then my projects aren't flowing and things aren't aligning because I also feel like the universe responds to your life force levels. And, you know, I remember this one time where, like, I just. You know everything dried up. Like things i things that I was putting on online courses, in person events. None of them were flowing. None of them were flowing. Like, and I, my response was to like rev it more, rev it more, rev it more, push, 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 push. Dopamine hit, dopamine hit, and eventually mm-hmm. I had a session with somebody because I was like, I don't know what's going on. I can't even hear myself anymore. And like, <laughs> the person was like. You need to rest. Like the universe loves you and is trying to make you stop and rest. And you're not replenishing yourself. You know, like you, what you need to do is stop, like, start <laughs> being, yeah, get your life force energy, but get your energy levels back. And then, and you know, it was because I was so burnt out at that point. It was like a strict, you know, no meditation, no nothing spiritual whatsoever give your energy body a rest for six weeks. Mm. Watch TV was <laughs> the, the message. Um, and, and so I sometimes think we call, we like blame lack on the external things, but what we're actually feeling is lack of our own mojo. Mm. I was wondering if you guys resonated with that.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I. I. I think it's also a disconnection with our essence. Why? Why am I doing all this? It's a lie. The reason why I'm doing all this is a lie, is a false belief that I am lacking, that I need outcomes, that I need more money, or I need external things to survive, and. These are not to survive in order to survive most of the time. It's not food that we are um, working uh, on getting. It's other things. And things that have to do with our completeness, with our self-perception that we are fine, that we are complete. And this is a lie.
2: I want to ask because obviously, if you were a marketing director for luxury brands and a lawyer, you have fully lived that lie. Like, those roles, presumably, are like totally all about that lie. Mm-hmm. And convincing other people that's what they need in their life <laughs> and selling that, that lie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. So I- what-
2: Like, (laughs) how did you get from there to
1: here? The thing is, even before getting there, I wanted to be within the mechanism that creates crave, that creates desire, that creates need, false need. It's a lie. It's not a need, but it's, it's desire, but it's perceived as a need. Because we need to complete ourselves. Through external elements, when I I, I I worked for many years for Prada and um, a couple of years for Bulgari, what these brands? Like
2: big brands, like these are like he- forerunners yeah. of the lot. Large... <laughs> I might get sued now, <laughs> Sorry.
1: Sorry about that again. <laughs> 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 what what these brands are selling? Actually, it's it's um, power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm social and political. Mm. They're selling some way control because we control our image and we control the image of the other people or the image the other people have of ourselves through embracing and uh endorsing these products, these brands. Um we, we buy uh, acceptance we think we buy acceptance mm. and that's why I, I i i had the need to go through these well i, I remember when i was 25 i said i i, I want to work for luxury brands because I, I need to understand the mechanism i want to understand the mechanism
2: you actually chose to go into the light and understand mm. how it functions
1: yes Yes. Wow. Yeah. Tell me how it functions. (laughs) (laughs) Marketing.
0: that was my industry for twenty-three years. Oh my god. Yeah.
1: It's 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 marketing, it's a mechanism, it's a diabolic mechanism. And once we can we make it work, it's an engine and it's just about feeding it. Mm -hmm. Why are you
2: feeding it with life force energy?
1: uh yes yes we deal in luxury uh we deal i say we because i used to be there and i'm still connected some way we deal with life force energy big time yes Uh, luxury is, is is energy and consciousness but it's mainly energy With a certain, like you said, Carilla, the little sparkle of consciousness, but it's mainly energy that we are selling in luxury.
0: So it's the whole um, perception, the aura, aura, the, the mystique, the magic behind something that is created by the marketing because the product is the same that someone could make on a street corner anywhere, but it's the... Yeah, as you say, it's the aura, the magic, the, yes, there's expertise, yes, there's everything else behind it, but there's a lot of expertise around the world. But it's the marketing and it's the perception of a correlation of lifestyle, of what it means to you as an individual and in your personal brand yes. that makes it desirable. It makes you desirable, therefore, if you have something that somebody else wants. I'm... To-
1: totally, Fiona. Yeah. Uh, who wants to own a gallon of gasoline?
0: only someone that needs it right now i would imagine but no. petrol. yeah
1: nobody wants to own it mm. who wants to travel
0: yeah everybody
3: yeah
1: we want the experience mm. we don't want the ob- object itself mm. objectivity is not working in the luxury industry but the whole industry is like that
2: but, but okay I, I, I'm i at the moment kind of from the other end of the spectrum being like, I need to level up because I sometimes wear really cheap stuff and the cheap stuff isn't making me feel good. And so I'm trying to, like, level up the quality of what I'm wearing. And it's not necessarily designer or luxury, but I'm noticing that when I'm in something that is high quality and well-made, I have more energy. So are you saying that, like, people – when they buy a luxury brand that they get like a surge of energy because of all of the energy within that brand because i I just want to challenge the lie a bit because i feel like if you i I don't buy from primark but like i i feel like if i do buy cheap i my my energy system does notice that i am not wearing something of quality
1: I, I, I think a luxury product gives you two things. gives you objective qualities of um, that specific item.
3: Mm-hmm. Like
1: you said, um, it has uh, a certain process, which implies energy to get to your hands. Mm-hmm. And it also has intangible qualities um the not objective the more um uh, if it's, sometimes it's even philosophical you know uh what that item implies and the aura that Fiona was mentioning before there is a lot of thought and a lot of effort on building that and that's also energy mm-hmm and it's more like ethic and aesthetic
0: right yeah uh, and aspirational and it's interesting you, you you the very first word that you used when you talked about branding was political which i thought was interesting because particularly in today's climate brands go out of their way to not get into a cancel culture, political environment. They want to stay really clear of anything that could be seen to be shadow side or dark side or anything that that could be controversial. But actually, you go back through the start of, you know, big brands and into last century, and they've always had an undertone. Of political influence because they have a sway of energy of aspiration which is like hey we're up here you want to be up here too and with that comes a whole political belief system becomes a wave of energy of hierarchical kind of separation between haves and have-nots and that is a fundamental political system how did i get there from prada i mean that's the but i think it's so
2: important to say Um, Because I think, um, yes, there's a lot of non-political frontage on this stuff, but, like, I love that you said that. I heard a comedian in Brighton once who was a political comedian. He was like, there's all these different wars. You know, there's all these battles, battles of the sexes, race wars, class wars, all of it. He was like, there is only one war, and it is between the top 1% and everybody else. (laughs) And I feel like a lot of these luxury brands they might not be He's engaged so in the other wars, but they are part of that one war between the elite class and everybody else.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: there is that politics, and to me, I, I kind of wonder if that that top one percent, maybe even less, I feel like they hoard so much energy <laughs> in every sense of the word, including life force energy. Mm-hmm
1: yes yes the thing that staying away this effort of staying away from um controversy is politics
3: Hmm.
1: it's pure politics and this might be quite um controversial but the biggest group in luxury which is lvmh Mm -hmm. it's the most powerful uh company in europe within all the industries It's Luxury and Fashion, LVMH, Rivutomo, Chandon and Hennessy. They haven't been uh, involved in any scandal. The other groups and brands have been involved with, like discrimination or some scandal about production issues, the way the products were sourced, for example. They're the biggest ones. They have uh, a bargaining power over communication that is huge, and they were never involved in anything that was
3: controversial. Why? Power,
1: again. And power and politics.
0: Mm, yeah, they're so closely... I mean, they are kind of one and the same thing. When you talk about power, powerful people, people tend to talk about politicians, but actually there's there's probably people in these organizations below that we're talking about now that have huge, huge influence. When I think of Life Force Energy and those brands as well, I always remember a few years ago, Burberry coming out and saying they don't do any sales. And they burn; they literally set fire to product rather than put it on sale, so that they don't devalue their 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 existing products.
3: I
2: mean, that's mad! Like don't zone out, it's crazy, isn't it? That is great Like
1: I tell you that they they they, they uh, there are machines to destroy shoes.
2: Mm.
0: Wow.
1: So there is an engineering um, office that designs machines to destroy shoes because a, a pair of shoes is not so easy. A high heel is a no stiletto; <laughs> it's not so easy to destroy. If you think about it, there is like soft parts and very hard components.
0: So they just stick them in this machine and it rips them up. And it, it it destroys them.
1: And there is, and 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 each brand. Within this powerful group, have a budget to destroy. Yeah. Stock.
2: Wow. Yes. Oof.
1: Wow. I could feel that.
2: Yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a way, nature does a lot of destruction. I will say, like creation and destruction do go together, even in nature.
1: Yes, and we realize lack and scarcity is an illusion.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Even shoes that sell a thousand euro a pair are destroyed. So there is no lack or scarcity of these. Or let's say there is not such a lack
3: and scarcity as we think. And
2: so, how, how did you then leave? (laughs) that system (laughs) like after being there how did you end up in in yoga and tantra? like what happened next
1: Um, I could feel the closer I was getting to my objective which was becoming collection merchandiser it's like a collection director the more empty I was feeling and then when I got there I could feel very empty It was the worst, you know, inside my emotional body was suffering the most when I got there because I was doing, 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 doing to get somewhere that was not in line with my essence, with my being. So, um, I think it was this... This was the main reason and uh, other factors happened. You know, I had like some health issue and then I had a boyfriend. then I had the first time I had a boyfriend who was a little bit uh, cuckoo and he created a lot of trouble in my life.
2: (laughs) You gotta love those
1: relationships. (laughs) And and then my mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and all this happened in the same time. That's how I started uh, my journey in Tantra, okay, Neo-Tantra, European Tantra. So it was very sexual,
3: mm-hmm.
1: sensual at the same time. Um, and it opened a door. Then I realized all the things that I was carrying, I, 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 yeah, I was carrying in me since I was a kid, like very, very young, like three, four years old, trauma. And that happened through feeling through Tantra, it was not a mental process or intellectual process to give me this awareness. And then I changed job. I went to another company that was supposed to be a bit more quiet, but it was, I went from Prada, which is about fashion to Bulgari, which is about power. You know, when we sell, I mean, it's always about power, but if I put them in the scale, bulgari is selling um, pieces for millions of euros so what do we buy do we buy the objective qualities of the product do we need these stones we don't really need these stones but we buy because of what they represent i mean some people buy because of beauty but mainly (laughs) we are buying power right we're buying x million euro Piece to wear around the necklace next to a certain chakra, you know, it's Mm. for a reason that um, is beyond the objective quality of the product. And the internal functioning of these companies is about power as well, because we cannot uh, sell power if we don't play that within the inner internal structure. So I told you I wanted to throw up because of that need and hunger for power. And that's how I decided to quit everything. Then I was with a girlfriend at that time. I I, I, I changed and I told her, I'm sorry, but I I, I need to study yoga, meditation and um, flow into my being. And I need to be in my state of being to understand my essence, my being, my soul, what the spirit has to say. So I went to Thailand and I stayed there for a while. (laughs) I got what I was not looking for, but what I needed. (laughs)
2: my guys always say sometimes you get what sometimes you don't always get what you want you get what you need and what you need what you want (laughs) yes that is that kind of universe
1: (laughs) and the thing is when when we are into this loop like you were saying like uh pressing on the on the gas pedal Mm. we get the rush of adrenaline like Each time I I press the the gas pedal, I get the rush of adrenaline adrenaline and dopamine. And I think by doing this, I'm going to get something. And that doesn't allow me to listen and to hear and to feel my being, my essence. Mm -hmm. It's like a radio that is distorted, you know, when you you, you tune it in the wrong way, like...
0: (laughs) at the wrong frequency
1: it's impossible to hear and to tune into because it's very subtle i think the essence the being state is more feminine is more subtle it's more delicate and it's interrupted by that one percent you were saying that creates all this distortion and doesn't allow to hear
3: mm. would you
2: say essence is life force
1: um, life force yes but in syntony in harmony with the with the soul
3: mm.
1: with um with the consciousness with the deepest consciousness or the mo- the highest frequency of qu- consciousness that I can reach now mm. and there is a boundary it changes of the time, through my experience, uh, that that frequency goes up.
0: I can really I, I, I really feel that when you said that there's there's something else beyond the life force that we imagine that we have with us right now in our waking doing <laughs> life there, there there is something else. And it is that essence mm.
3: um
0: and it and it will change it will morph it will move through our kind of lifetime it it becomes something else and and maybe beyond our lifetime, I guess that's a different conversation, but it it's something just more beyond our physical energy and life force
1: yes i I see it like the soul and the spirit right right the soul the soul is um it's difficult to explain. Eh? Um, I'm. I'm going to try. Uh, the soul is a piece of the spirit that is in line with my body. Mm. Okay, so it's like the link between the spirit, which is uh, it's it's uh, the field. The spirit is like the field. It's like a a, a library, a mm. biblioteca, and the soul is the book
3: Mm. one book Mm.
1: that my existence needs to um manifest i mean my body needs to be manifested so it's 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 a segment
2: Mm.
1: and it changes
2: and when you're distorted i take it you're not following the pages of the book
1: when you, yes, when you're distorted, I th- I think you're
2: not living the book. You're out of alignment with the book.
1: Yes, <laughs> I, I I I cannot even 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 read. I'm I'm so distracted that I do other things and I'm not into that content.
0: Yeah, I like that metaphor of that library and just one just one book. Mm-hmm within that big vastness of lots of other books. And some of them sit next to each other and some of them are on completely different topics on different floors with different colored covers and sizes and shapes. And there's something nice about there being a, a whole mixture of things in that library. It's not just
1: uniform. And, and, and the soul has access to all the books and the content of all the books, but it's actually it's actually embodied in one book. Which is what we need for this existence, for this body. I mean this will be the content of one book.
2: So it's like live your book. Live your own book. (laughs) (laughs)
1: And
2: from what I'm getting from what you're saying, because I just want to say like I do think you get I feel like I am living my book, but I still rev my engine. You know? So what I'm learning is that you can be out of alignment in the way you are doing things, even if you are living the book, you're just not living it in the way your soul and your body want to live it in that moment, you know, you're not being present with what the moment is giving you when the moment is giving you what you need (laughs) as opposed to what you want, you know? And so I I just think it's important to say that because, um, yeah, it's not like you walk your path, live the book, and it just all goes without revving because, that's certainly not my experience. Being a very westernized human being, mm. a very dopamine addicted human being.
1: <laughs> 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 um, so, where is this extreme um, tiredness that you mentioned, uh, Carilla, in this whole conversation? So, if if you find if you find somewhere to spot to to place it, <laughs> mm.
2: so to me, you know, I I spent my entire life creating out of dopamine. Like I lived a dopamine addiction massively. I think you guys probably can relate. Like just did. Um. Yeah, and you know, my standard response to people asking me how I was is I would always answer, "I'm good, but I'm tired." Like that would be my standard answer. So like I'd be good because I'd be high on dopamine. <laughs> I'd be tired because I was ty- high on dopamine, revving my engine. <laughs> um, and what tiredness is to me. Like, basically, I got bored of being tired and I was like, I'm going to do some self-work on tiredness and I'm going to do some shadow work on tiredness. Mm -hmm. And tiredness, so the guidance that I got when I started to tune in about what actually tiredness was is that tiredness is when you have misused your life force energy, and so tiredness is the feeling of your life force energy dying because you've let it go out of your body. And when it goes out of your body through, it it can't survive. It doesn't regenerate. It doesn't circulate. And so it dies. And so tiredness from this view is that it is the feeling of your precious life force energy dying, a bit like you burning the pages of your book for a hit of dopamine. Uh, like, it's like you're, and there's different ways you can misuse your tiredness, you, you misuse your life force energy, everything from pushing, which is revving the engine, to a blocking or avoiding. Like, there's six according to this model. Um, and Just
0: name them briefly, Carila, in case someone hasn't heard them pushing, dragging, draining,
2: pleasing. Blocking and avoiding. I can give you a fast view of all of them if you want. Pushing is when you, yeah? Mm -hmm. Pushing is when you, so pushing, we have a natural push, but it's meant to be a push up. We're meant to push up into our own evolution, push up into more of who we are. Pushing that goes out of your body is when you're pushing towards a future version of yourself. So you're pushing your energy out into the future future doesn't exist energy dies dragging is when you're holding on to something that is dead whether it is an idea belief system tradition person and that's why you feel so much tiredness when you're grieving because you're dragging you do drag when you grieve and so your energy is holding on to something in the past your energy goes into the past your energy dies draining um is when you split yourself so whenever draining's really common it's like whenever you're like working but really you want to be outside <laughs> and so you're like splitting your attention splitting your focus you you split your energy and it causes the energy to drain drain out of you the split causes a drain into the earth um and so it dies because you're you're going into the 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 death that's in the earth essentially pleasing is when you put your energy into somebody else's shadow and in somebody else's shadow it dies because there's no life in shadow um blocking is when you go over sovereign so it's when you you have too much sovereignty in your system And so you're not allowing energy in, and you're basically creating a resistance. The resistance, you know, like your life force needs to participate, and it's the resistance of the not feeling, of the not experiencing, of the not feeling like you've been talking about that causes that life force energy to die. And also the tension causes the life force energy to go outside of your body. And then avoiding. The last two are trauma responses. Avoiding, you send your energy. It's another not wanting to feel, but it's the oneness version. So you send your energy out of your body into the great void, and in the great void, (laughs) your energy dies. And so that's the six patterns of tiredness that came through when I inquired. And I was like... (laughs) So when I first did work with this... I went with Spirit Guides and the guides were like halfway through I was like seeing these amazing breakthroughs in people. And then I was like, I'm gonna speak to my guides because I think this is really important. And the guides were like, We are surprised. (laughs) They were like, humans are tired. (laughs) I was like, You didn't know that humans are tired. (laughs) And so and then they were like, We'll get back to you. And actually, this project is, I believe, part of the redirection that my book took because I was like, I want to talk more about life force energy because it's so important. And we're, f- we're using all of those patterns all the time. You know, like you think of your day and how many times you do one of those patterns.
0: Yeah. Um, it's not just a I'm one type it's a we're all those types in different circumstances we allow we allow those patterns to
2: appear all the time like our response in any moment is those patterns you know what I mean like whenever we're feeling like whenever we need a dopamine hit we're running one of those patterns Um.
3: There's
0: a lot to talk about when it comes to life force and I can't believe we've been talking for an hour already.
1: Really? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> More than an hour.
0: This is also a time quantum leaping vortex that we have created here as well. <laughs> the time just seems <laughs> to, to fly by. So we we must sadly come to an end of our conversation for, for today, Marcello, but where where can people find out about your work? And, and where can people catch up with you?
1: I I think Instagram is the best way. Instagram for, is
0: amazing.
1: To connect. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yes, Instagram. I'm going to open um, a space in uh, the next month in Madrid. Wow. Yeah.
0: You're, it, you're living in Madrid right now. We didn't say that in the introduction, but you're...
1: Yes, I'm in Madrid now. I've been here for a month, a month, and... and one week yeah going through hiccups and other <laughs> <laughs> other realizations
0: so that space will be for yoga will be community space yes
1: the base will be yoga um the tridosha series of yoga it's uh something that is uh hermetic it's an hermetic practice so it's not documented anywhere it's not written it's not recorded and whoever has studied Tridosha will not do that because it's something that needs to be experienced with someone that has been through a certain amount of hours um, integrating it. So, this is, this is the, the, the main practice. And Tridosha is it's about um, feeling, entering your body, going very deep within trancing into ourselves and then manifest the asanas. So it's not performance based at all.
0: Yeah. That sounds amazing. How do amazing. transcendental? Yeah, <laughs> we, we need to go on the road, Karila. We need to go to Madrid. I'm,
1: I'm waiting for you as as soon as I open the center. I'm waiting for you.
3: We go.
1: Madrid, and we will do other things like uh, bath gongs and a little bit of shamanic tantra through breathing, getting to trips, journeys, but that's good to do once we flow into that state of being. We go deep into the yoga practice and into the that state of being.
2: Yeah. I have a question for you. For me? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Who, who should we talk to next?
1: Wow. That's... Um... Uh, should I say it now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have two friends. Mm-hmm. Um they're both girls, so it's not gonna be the second guy getting
3: it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the second soul with the male body is not <laughs> is not in the bucket. Um one of them studied. Uh, I mean, didn't study. Uh, she had already studied when, when we met in Kopanga in Thailand. And she's a sex therapist. Mm-hmm. She does a surrogacy. So surrogacy is like very few people do that in the world. It's replacing one member in a couple to yeah. see what needs to be uh, given attention to. Wow! Yeah. Wow. Yes, and uh, she's been doing that for years. So this background is, I think, very interesting.
0: Very interesting. There's, yeah, whole TV shows in the UK used to about that. That, that <laughs> I think it was called. Um, how fascinating! Well, we'll get her name from from you for sure. That yes,
1: she has an Instagram. It's uh, can I can I say it?
0: Yeah,
1: Lucy Lucy Callie Miller uh, exp- yeah. let, let me see what is the Instagram she got an award last year Lucy Kalim. so it's Lucy with Y mm-hmm. and K L L
0: I M Miller great
1: Well, that's a fantastic recommendation for us. There is another one as well. Is there Uh, a second person? Yes, the second one is Valentina. She studied Ah. uh, Tantra with me in uh, um, Thailand, in Kopangan. And she's been through so much after that because uh, the whole COVID period started there. We were there. And she went to Sri Lanka, then she went back to Switzerland. From there, she, she tried to go back to a um, regular life with job <laughs> and stuff like that. And she was like, I can't stand that. <laughs> so she left and she went to uh, Costa Rica to live like with, uh, I don't know if she went into the community, but she was like uh, talking to a community, um, seriously thinking to go there. And settle there. She has a cacao company, and she works with a cacao and chocolate, giving ceremonies. Uh, and the way she processes the cacao beans, it's following the moon cycles.
3: Lovely.
1: That. Uh, yes, and she does also some uh, tantra uh, ceremonies.
2: Amazing. Thank. I have to say. You have smashed it. You are like the masculine on May the life Force be with you <laughs> is waving a very impressive flag. This conversation
0: was amazing. Thank you
2: it
3: was so so, amazing.
0: the time just went so quickly, but I just really appreciate everything that you shared today and i I felt what you shared as well. so thank you, thank you for that.
1: Thank um, you. I really enjoyed
0: great. And uh, we'll we'll see you in Madrid. (laughs) We'll be there.
1: (laughs) I'm waiting for you here. I'm going to try to be quick with um with the center. Exciting.
0: May the life force be with you.
1: Yes, love and light.
0: Our first man on the podcast, and Marthelo was amazing. What a man.
2: I mean that conversation just uh, like <laughs> how we went from fi- hi- pick ups, hiccups to prada
0: <laughs> I don't know yeah i could have just i could have I could have dwelled just on the kind of brand energy and you know obviously my corporate news world and branding world, but it's just so fascinating for him to have been at such a high level. Mm-hmm. And, and that kind of background that he has and obviously he's lived lots of different places and been in that very high end you know powerful end of, of brand marketing and then to just kind of go it's not that he he did what most people do and go hang on there's something's happened I need to get out of here he knew he wasn't that person when he went into it I
2: know. he went in to have a look at it I mean mm-hmm. I mean that is a like that is going and facing the beast in the ma- you know what I mean like oh yeah
0: yeah that's a whole other level yeah. of awareness acceptance curiosity that I mean that we talk about but he he lived that I kind of want to go back and ask him when he first knew that that's what he wanted like how how did he even get to that point where he's like I'm going to go into the belly of the beast because I know it's not me it's just fascinating and that just being able to allow but then even he had that moment where he's like okay I can't do this anymore so he did still get to that point um where it just wasn't how he wanted to live and he didn't like the things that he saw around him but that that self-awareness and and being ship that he has is quite extraordinary I uh, and
2: he is living it you know like I was like he was speaking and like you said you feel it because he is so full-bodied living the truth of what he is saying that it drops and just
0: yeah I mean amazing softness and people might think oh there was pauses yeah there was because you're kind of letting it sink in what's being said and he wasn't in any rush to kind of it's he, Everything it felt easy and it felt in flow. It's almost like he was taking a breath in between yoga poses, there was no like rushing to get to the next one. It's just like, <laughs> let's just sit with that for a little while. It's um, God, what, what I was about to swear there, but we haven't sworn this whole episode. So one that isn't, really please, we haven't sworn. <laughs> <laughs> please do not swear. Um, and now I can't remember what I was going to say. I, I think it was just something I, I don't know what I was going to say. I was going to say. Holy mackerel! We're having some amazing conversations, and every time we speak to somebody, another guest, it blows my mind how many different. Whew, makes me feel quite overwhelmed. Different versions of life force, if there are, how deeply connected to this subject. So many people are, and they they are they are in service. Every single person that we speak to as are we are in service to helping others feel this too i know and when you meet people like we've met since we started this journey it's oh i it's know it's my life bucket that's for sure but wow and and you know this is just the start it's so powerful so thank it's
2: you it's totally so powerful and i mean you know like what he was saying about essence and the library like like i'm just like and yeah it's blowing you know every time we speak to somebody, it's blowing my mind too. And I come away with like these like treasures that I'm just like, Oh my God, this is so you know, like I feel like every conversation is an activation of something more within it's me. Like I just,
0: little Easter eggs we're leaving everywhere of these different <laughs> things to do with life force out I there. I wanna speak yeah. to all of them again more. No, like can't. I'm like, we've gotta stop just asking everybody to come back,
2: but like so far everybody needs to come back. Um I wanted to ask you because you said you were feeling a bit flat and I wondered if this conversation because this conversation has like shot my life force energy oh, and yeah. presence oh, right yeah. presence and I wondered if it had
0: done the same oh, oh yeah like so I can feel it from my diaphragm <laughs> to my throat you know, it's like that place of expression, but it's not from a restricting point. It's a, you know, when you're like, oh, I gotta get it all out. I just wanna get it. It's kind of like from that excited point. That that's mm-hmm. how I feel, I feel excited by what he said, and and you know, that's why I did challenge him a little bit on the doing. Mm. You can't just be in being all the time. Yeah. You just be a big blob on the floor, right? You have to do. There, you know, we call it you stress in our moment workshops where. You you gotta have some va-va-voom or you literally don't get out of bed and you, and life would be pretty boring, right? So mm-hmm. so you do need that oomph to make you do things, and it's in it the it. you, well the experience, like you said, it's the igniter point which then leads you to do other things, which is expansive. And if you didn't have those, your world would be very narrow. And actually, what we want is that breadth of experience. So. So, you have to be active in some way in your life, but it's when it's driven by excitement, it's driven by a forward momentum and not because you're pushing, dragging, pulling, blocking, avoiding, pleasing. (laughs) Well done, you got them all in. (laughs) It's because you want to do it. And as you said, you know, you can't always get what you want, but you get what you need. And sometimes you need to do something to make you realize that that's not what you need. You need to go and do something else. Yeah. Speaking of which, We probably should um, let everybody get on with their day because I know that's a slightly longer episode, but we we could have gone on for hours. Stop it. Um, (laughs) So until the next time, my friend, may the life force be with you. May the life force be with you. Take care.
2: We hope this conversation has topped up your life force energy. If it has, then please help us spread the life force. Like, share, subscribe, all of that. (laughs) (laughs) And may the life force be with all of us.